0: welcome back to the intrinsic podcast my name is omar and this is my co-host Juan get in (laughs) welcome back y'all we're happy to present a new podcast episode to you listeners uh before we get started i do want to say please give us a shout out give us a nice little share with your homies your homegirls your friends your loved ones, family members, neighbors, dogs, as I usually say. Uh, Show some love. Share the love. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it around and let people know about it. Let people know about the truth. Let people know about our journey. Share it with the world. And if you are a committed fan, you can follow us at The Intrinsic Podcast on Instagram. That is The Intrinsic Podcast. T-H-E-I-N-T-R-Y. Mm-hmm. N S I C, P O D C A S T. Yep, struggle there a little <laughs> bit.
1: <laughs> you made it through. I I, I doubted for a little second, but you, you made it through.
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for always believing in me.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, feel free to share the podcast. We really are passionate not just about the things that we're talking about, but also about growing the podcast and and having it be. Something that is helpful to everyone out there, really. So also, if um, our female listeners are listening, we'd also like to know if you guys are have certain things that we would like to, you would like us to talk about. Um, I know as two guys, we kind of tend to focus on you know certain topics that are interesting to us. Um, but we're really always open to talk about just about anything. So if yeah. uh, our female listeners out there are looking for specific topics, definitely hit us up. And we will do our best to incorporate.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're all inclusive. This isn't just guy on guy. This is guy (laughs) on world. We are for the world. (laughs) Okay, we're cutting that one out. And uh, (laughs) let's go ahead and present our topic. So we're talking about fear. Now, Juan, let me ask you a question. Yep. Are you scared?
1: I am, constantly.
0: (laughs) You should be, because you should turn around. There's a monster behind you.
1: Don't say that, bro. I literally just <laughs> looked the, I look at the screen and I'm like, "Don't say that." I am. I'm I'm scared of um, I'm scared of scary movies, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. the last one I saw was that those, you know, that it movie with the clown. Um, oh, the new one? Yeah, the new one just because as a kid I actually saw it and it scared the hell out of me as a kid, but I don't know why there was like this because I had watched it as a kid, I kind of wanted to see like what it was like now.
0: Um, yeah, yeah,
1: and that movie's hilarious. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I was laughing most of the time. It's a little yeah, sure, I mean, you know, the the clown can be scary, but the clown is legitimately fucking hilarious too. Like he's actually a, a clown. He's a payaso, as <laughs> as a, a friend of ours would say. <laughs> um, yeah, he's gotten
0: too many shoutouts. We can't say his name anymore.
1: Yeah, we can't say his name anymore. He who shall not be named. Um, yeah, you gotta pay yeah, for the plug, homie. <laughs> exactly. 20 bucks a pop um, yeah no so yeah, it's just... it's
0: funny because I remember that the it movie now yeah. that's that thing alone is scary but if you remember I don't know if you ever watch these videos back in uh, like middle school high school I remember they did like a Spanish dub over it so you would still see the movie. <laughs> But it was like vulgar Spanish speaking over it. Yes. That shit was hilarious.
1: Yes, you're, you're the one that showed me that shit. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> El payaso something it was called.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit yeah. was hilarious. Like, it still kind of scared you because, I mean, the clown looks scary. But yeah. for all of our uh, Spanish speakers, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. That shit made my day. I mean, showing people yeah. just brought enjoyment to my 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 whole life because I was like, oh, this shit's hilarious. Like, it's the greatest thing ever.
1: Right. Yeah, that, that that stuff was hilarious. Also, um, I feel like that was one of the classics, kind of like um, what's it called, um, La Caida de Edgar. That stuff was. Also oh like, yeah, that hilarious. kind of stuff. It was one of the early
0: on YouTube classics that will forever yeah. uh, give laughter and enjoyment to our world. Now, on to moving on deeper on to the fear. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got to look carried away there. <laughs> Beyond the movies. Yeah, beyond the movies, there's the real fear ingrained in us from birth. So, for example, for myself, I remember being scared of death. It was, This is like something that would keep me up at night where everybody would be asleep. My neighborhood wasn't as noisy at the time. And I would just stare at the roof and all I would see is just pitch darkness, just black. Nothing in sight. And I would try to listen to something like if there'd be like a cricket outside or something, nothing absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. And that feeling of nothingness is what would really scare me and keep me from passing out. I'd probably step until like midnight, one in the morning, I wouldn't even realize it, but that would just keep me up just the thought of that because I would think that that's what it felt like to be inside of a coffin once you died. <laughs>
1: Damn, that's hella dark.
0: It's dude, it's so dark, and obviously. I would think it was, like, around middle school. Um, I must have gone to, like, anywhere from, like, five to ten funerals throughout the whole year. Um, and that kind of ingrained this this ideology of death into my mind, where as a little kid, you usually don't think about that. But for some reason, for me, it was, like, intensified. And so that was, like, my earliest memory of fear was something like that. As I'm in life, yeah, you know. I was just kind of like, eh, it's just a part of life. It no longer carried as much significance because I understood that it was out of my control. It's a variable that I couldn't control. So therefore, the fear wasn't as strong anymore. I still acknowledge it. Yeah, I mean, to die is
1: is an unfortunate and tragic thing, but it's out of your control. Yeah, and, and I'm curious, what is it about that? I mean, what is it? I mean, personally... Yeah, again, maybe because I w- didn't experience funerals very often. I mean, I told you, like, the first funeral I attended was, like, two or three weeks ago. And so, mm. like, me not having that same perspective, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. What is it? What was it about, like, death that scared you? You know, to me, I, I've, I just suppose I've never really been scared of it because I've, it's always been, at least in my mind, something that I'm like, Whoa, if I cross the street at the wrong time and I get run over, like... I don't. I don't think I can really change that. You know. So what is it about? Um.
0: It, it was literally just the, the sense of nothingness. I mean, say like in that example that you gave to get ran over, what happens after the impact? Mm-hmm. Maybe you go into a coma, but even that, it's like, what is that? Where are you? Because most people that go through a coma, wake up. It's like nothing ever happened. It's like, oh, I was passed out for a month. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. That, that right there, where you didn't even realize that you were gone. You went to sleep, you woke up, you thought it had been like maybe a few hours. It could have been a month, it could have been a year, it could have been, you know, it could have been an infinity amount of time, but you wouldn't have known because your real senses that you feel to perceive life and interact with people in life no longer apply. You're in another, I don't know, that's the thing. Like, it's the unknown. What is death? I don't know. That's what makes it so scary right? because you can't necessarily go there and come back and tell people, yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like an on offshore kind of place. Uh, Not too bad. Great accommodations. You know, (laughs) it's nothing like that. You wouldn't know. Um, I think whatever people say, like, oh, the man that died and came back to tell his story. I think that's all BS. I don't think there's any way of us being able to perceive what those things are in this current lifetime. I just
1: don't see it. So it's more so the uh, the uncertainty of it that is scary for you.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, also as a little kid, I would see the open caskets at funerals, and that was kind of scary, too, to just see, like, a lifeless body. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, I, I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of different ideas of how I'm going to be a parent when I have a kid of my own. I would keep them away from funerals for, like, at least, like, the first 15 years of their life. But then again, it's like you can't baby someone and not have them experience real life until they're fifteen, and then all of a sudden, wham, okay, this is real life. Yeah, it sucks. You know, it's like I don't know. I don't know what the right solution is. But most likely it's not to um, keep them away from the real truth. I wouldn't like try to over enforce it. I wouldn't try to like say this is it and this is it and you can die like this and see that guy over there on the street that's like all ran over that could be you like I probably wouldn't be that intense about it but I'd definitely be truthful um, because through that I overcame it and I was able to move on to deeper fears so that's something that I would describe as the the very surface of what fear can be or what what it is for a lot of people when they're younger and before we move on to the deeper layers of fear. For example, for you, what is like your
1: first example of fear in your lifetime when you were younger? For me, it was. It, it's a it's a difficult one to to really pinpoint, but the the one that I can at least remember right now was right around high school, I think, and okay. that fear was a fear of failure, and I've worked mm. through that one um i know it may be like a weird one to think about like a high schooler thinking about that but it was something i was genuinely very very afraid of i was just afraid of failing yeah for a couple of different reasons i mean in you know elementary is just elementary but in in middle school i essentially like pretty much failed most of my classes i just really didn't care i was a probably at the bottom of my class overall. I did barely enough in eighth grade to pass um, Mm -hmm. just because my mom wanted me to pass (laughs) um, my classes and go to high school. And then in high school, for some odd reason I started taking like honors classes and APA classes. It was like a complete 90, you know, 180 degree turn. But Mm -hmm. because it was like such an abrupt change for me, I was scared of failing because there were so many new challenges that I just didn't know about. And also, a lot of it was just insecurities, you know, insecurities in myself, insecurities caused from family, insecurities of not having people in my life, insecurities of just not knowing who I was overall. But yeah. overall, the fear was just failing. And it started that way because, like, number one, like I didn't want to disappoint my mom um, because she was sort of you know not sort of she was raising us on her own she was a single mother you know and she already had a lot of on her plate so on my mind i was like okay she seems to for some reason and i was piecing this together in my mind you know as a teenager like for some reason she seems to be very happy when i get good grades (laughs) and i I don't know why she is you know i was just like all right this seems like an abstract thing a fucking a grade over a c grade like it's just an abstract you know and that's why i didn't care at all you know um but once she sort of had that positive reaction, then I was like sort of living to, you know, succeed in a sense. And therefore, I was afraid of that failure itself. Now, you know, okay. through self-reflection, through finding myself, I knew it was a illogical a fear. But, you know, nevertheless, it was just a fear that I had uh, growing up. Okay.
0: Well, that kind of puts us into the next deeper layer of fear. Uh, which is fine. Now, what I would describe this next layer of fear is something a little bit more tangible where, say for me, the example that I gave, death, it's something that's kind of uh, out of your control. Of course, you could be living like an idiot or a jackass, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And by jackass, I mean like Stevo, right? Like literally almost like <laughs> killing yourself. Uh, yeah. But this is the next deeper layer where it's, okay, this is something tangible. Okay, what is that fear for you? Failure. And I definitely shared that with you. Not at that time, perhaps, maybe later on, right? But is it's something I think is common within a lot of younger uh, people is the fear of failure. Whether you be in school, through the educational system, or in your career, early on, failure is a huge fear. Now, that's an interesting one because now when i look at it i'm not scared of failure i almost seek out that failure right i want to fail i want to make that mistake so that i know how to come back better the next time because if you're not making mistakes if you're not failing chances are you're not really doing something that's challenging enough or something that's worthy enough of your time Mm -hmm. but the second that you start making mistakes you start tripping on something you're like oh man this is so annoying i just can't get it right Now you got yourself a challenge. Like, now you got yourself in a good place in life that Mm -hmm. if you accomplish succeeding at, you will set yourself up in a very good position. And that's kind of how, in my opinion, it should be. You want to seek out those failures, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I definitely came to that sort of realization. You know, I used to look at failures as like, you failed, that was it. That's who you were, in a sense. Yeah. Then, For sure, I started seeing it like the way you're talking about it. Whereas, a failure is a win-win. It's it's you don't lose, you don't technically lose when you fail, because Mm -hmm. you know it's a lesson. So Mm -hmm. if if you don't fail, if you succeed, you succeeded, and that's cool. But if you do fail, then that at least comes with a lesson of with the bonus of a lesson that you can then take from there. And I started for sure, you know, especially in college, uh, leaning a little bit more into that. And as you know, I used to, not used to, I still sort of love creating uh, quotes. Omar is, for for those of you that don't know, Omar is the poet of the group. And I am the, uh, Uh (laughs) I'm the quotist, if that's a thing. (laughs) I like to create um, little quotes. And a quote that I wrote when I was in high school was, if I am to one day be great, or if I am to one day become great, it must begin with failure. And that was Mm -hmm. around that same time where I started realizing that, like, Look at everyone that's been successful. Like, they sucked. They failed like horribly at things before, and now mm-hmm. they're this person, and now they own this company, and now they do all these other things. And it's like, wow! Like, then that's what I need, you know. And yeah. then when when I was saying that, you know, to say if I am to one day be great, must begin with failure, is to say I wasn't challenging myself, so I didn't have any failure. I, I didn't. I wasn't failing at anything because mm-hmm. I wasn't trying anything right yeah and that's where that fear slowly started you know chipping away and chipping away and then you know now for sure I, I, I I'm not afraid of failure I wouldn't say you know I'm looking to fail but uh, uh when I do fail I'm definitely open to to the lessons that come with it
0: yeah and I, I agree I mean there's so much that you can gain from making a mistake reaching a, a point of failure Because of those people around us that we look up to as being quote-unquote successful or having achieved success, chances are they probably failed more times than they actually succeeded. All it took was one time to succeed for them to get where they are, but it took so much failure to get there. In a sense, it's almost like the ratio is like 50 to 1, 50 failures to one success.
1: Maybe even more. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean. and But all you need is that one, Right. Yeah, but it's yeah. that's the balance though. And people uh think that it has to
0: be per failure is success. Each each single time that you fail, mm-hmm. you're going to succeed. Each single time like not really. Chances are you're going to fail much more. Things are going to get a lot worse before they get any better or they actually start heading in a direction that that appeal to you. And yeah, yeah. so that's great. That's okay. that's another example of fear. And mm-hmm. I mean, there's countless forms of fears. This is all kind of subjective to the listener. Somebody could be fearful of being cheated on somebody could be fearful of maybe their parents you know like when you're a little kid you're kind of scared of your parents or Mm -hmm. maybe they're just very bad people and you're older and you're still scared of them like chancla if you will Um, (laughs) right people are scared of getting cars people are scared to drive people are scared of heights people are scared of little critters animals um you know x y and z there's so many different forms of fear Mm -hmm. and I guess the main reason why I wanted to talk about this on this podcast was because of the value that comes from fear. Where when I look back at my life and where I was and where I am now, and it's like, okay, of course, this is like a broken record. You literally say this all the time. (laughs) But when I look back at it, there's very few things that really got my gears turning. Of course, thanks to you, thanks to a few other people, I was able to get my shit together. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, was the fear of remaining as a person I was? Of like, okay, life sucks. I hate everything because nothing's going in a positive direction for me. Nothing's working out. I'm getting more weight. I'm getting a little obese, you know, things like that. <laughs> a little obese. <laughs> a little yeah. obese. Nothing's changing because I'm not changing. Mm-hmm. And then you presented it like, well, it's time to fucking put some work. Like, let's let's get down to it. Let's do stuff. And I was like, okay. And, you know, initially it was done with no sense of direction or motivation. It's just like, okay, I'm going to just do it just because you're saying I should do it. But then I achieved the real vision in my mind, which was like, oh, now I know why I want to do this. It's not because I want to become The Rock or I want to become a, a Joe Rogan or David Goggins. Is because yeah. I don't want to stay as a person I was. And that was the fear. Right. That's what pushed me and still pushes me to this day is falling back to my ultimate lows. And I think this would be what I would express as the next layer, deeper layer of fear is it's no longer anything like, say, like the first example, death something that's out of your control. And it's no longer, I mean, I guess maybe you could attribute like failure to this, but this is a lot deeper in my point of view because this is something personal. And I think that's where fear comes. It's a personal thing. You can be scared of spiders all you want, but those spiders aren't going to keep you from getting ahead in life. You could be scared of, you know, so many things, but they're not really going to limit you. It's ultimately you that limits you. It's your own mind. Yeah. Once you realize that and you acknowledge that, you start looking deeper as you start reflecting beyond the image that you see in the mirror. This is deeper inside that you can't necessarily see with your own eyes. I'm talking about so deep. It's like it it scares you. It's (laughs) something that will really, really scare you. And that's the fear I'm talking about. Mm. When you're like, oh, shit, I just realized why it is that I always fuck up relationships or why I can't associate with certain parts of my life whether it be traumatic experiences or you know like those really uncomfortable things and topics to talk about that's the fear that will light your yeah. fire and really get you going now yeah for me it's a constant battle and i think realistically for most people it it kind of stays that way it doesn't mean that like oh I know what my fear is. Now I can find a resolution and, and I make things all better. Not quite. But what does happen is it's like a, a sequence of events. You reflect, you acknowledge, and then you kind of start building on that. It's like, a, like a, a plan to move ahead from it, to conquer it. Like in our previous episode, Conquer Your Darkness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a sequence of events that will lead you to success from that failure, once acknowledged. But yeah, I think for me, fear is really important because it's the thing that I realized would get me ahead from where I used to be. I found my fear after a lot of, lot of reflecting and and talking with you and just kind of thinking out loud and it it took quite a long time for me to realize that, but I got there. That shit's really scary to me. Thinking back to that old me, fuck, that's so scary. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I can say, oh yeah, the old me, yes, that's totally behind me. It's like, no. The reality of me falling back into that old me is very much real. I could be there tomorrow. I could be there right now. But I have to constantly work towards being a better version of myself, a better me, to stay away from that. And that's the the thin line that separates the old me from the new me. It's that line of fear.
1: I'd say... Even though I said, like, I was afraid of failure, I really don't think I've ever, I don't think I understood what fear was before I had, because for sure the fears that I have now, like, don't compare at all to what it was before. Before fear yeah. of failure or fear of whatever it was, was just, like, I don't want to do that. Now my mm-hmm. fears are, like, I can't, like, I can't do that thing, or I, or, like, I I. It genuinely, like, actually scares me to, like, do certain things that, you know, similar to you would put me in a position where I would be who I was before. And that's not to say, like, personally, at least for me, that I was, like, this piece of shit person. (laughs) I mean, I was a, a decent, you know, a decent human being. I wasn't the best, but I was a decent human being. But it was just if my life stayed on the similar course that I was at at that point then it would be fine because I'd have nothing else to compare it with. But the problem is I've worked and reflected enough to now be in a different position. And this position is like so much better than where I used to be that now it's like, Oh, I have this perspective. Whereas now I know what an actual good quote unquote living is what a good life is Mm. in a sense. And so because I have that perspective, because I, can see who I am now and compare it to who I was before, then I can say, oh, okay, okay. That's, that's, this is an actual fear of like not going back to that person. And it's not to say not going back to the struggle, right? Because I, I like to, you know, <laughs> throw a lot of quotes in here and I'll throw another one from mm-hmm. that uh, song, Don't Quit by Kanye West um, and like a bunch of other okay. um, authors or whatever. I said it before. It's a, uh, going hard the whole night because i'm going back to my old life i promise i like that quote right because it sounds pretty badass and for sure i agree Mm -hmm. with it but at the same time i'm not afraid of the work that i used to do or the work that i do now i'm just afraid of not having the tools to deal with the stress with the anxiety with all these outside influencers right yeah I, i don't envy people with easy lives i envy people with difficult lives that have found a way to make that work.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that 100. percent It's something that I really look up to. People like The Rock, people, and I mean, he's kind of also like, like, okay, <laughs> sure, like
1: The Rock, <laughs> cheesy as fuck. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, the guy is literally a rock. I mean, come on, yeah. like, why, why don't you choose somebody else to look up to? But uh, celebrities get a bad rap, but a lot of them work really hard for where they are to put the amount of work that they put in and then still keep up a public image. I mean, that's a fucking lot of work because mm-hmm. it it leaves very little time for you to actually be yourself, which I think is just absolutely terrible for the record. I don't want to be famous, but also <laughs> like people like David Goggins, you know, people that work really hard. People like Joe Rogan, you know, just because he's a comedian doesn't mean that he hasn't put in his hard work. People that build up these platforms, people that build up social networks. Uh, we could go on all day, all night. But these are people that, like you said, have found a balance within the realm of doing a lot of hard work, having a heavy workload, kind of how we were talking mm-hmm. about the previous podcast. And that's not easy to do. And I realize that more and more every day that I'm trying to constantly work towards that, where it's like, <laughs> do do I really want this? Like, like I'm getting myself deeper and deeper into more work, more stuff. Is this really what I want? It's like, no, fuck yeah. This is what I want. This is what I'm trying to get towards. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how you're also pointing out like your point of view on what fear was changed where the younger you and the thought of fear is much different from where you are now. And the thought of fear now is like, Oh no, no, this is so much more real to me, which makes sense because as you mature, your sense of fear also matures as well as, you know, so many other things, your sense of love, your sense of, uh, hate of enjoyment, hate, Yeah, everything. It all matures with time. But fear, I think, continues to be one of the more important ones because, yeah, you're young. You're scared of falling off the toy, off the skateboard. But you're old now. You're becoming of age. You're no longer a teenager. Now you're a young adult. Fear is now something a little bit more evident in your life. It's a little bit more... mm, a little bit more threatening i would say because it's a constant reminder yeah. every day like yeah this could possibly put me in a very bad place a very bad position in life now i i made a note here uh that i thought of when you were talking is i think one of the reasons why fear is something a little bit more important to us as we get older is because now we actually have something to lose as compared to when you're younger. I mean, yeah. what do you have to lose? The worst that could happen to is you break a, a bone or something. You're still staying with your parents; they'll take care of you, right? <laughs> but when you get older, who do you have to fall back on? Who's gonna really take care of you? All you <laughs> really have is yourself.
1: Yeah, that's true. Or... As, a, as a kid, what are you gonna lose your your bag of hot Cheetos and your privileges? <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares
0: about that? Yeah. Yeah, at the time, that's all you have. But I mean, who really cares? Yeah,
1: you'll move on from that.
0: Hmm. But as you get older, especially like, uh say like you and me for example we're constantly working really hard towards being a better version of ourselves now we have something to lose because we've made progress on our journey and yeah. if tomorrow it all goes to shit that's a huge loss for us mm-hmm. i know i would take that like so Be like fuck like all this hard work for nothing like you're telling me like you know all these headaches all these heartaches like all this like constant reflecting and you know yada 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 all that was done for nothing because I'm back to square one. I'm back in the same place. I was in a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Like that's terrible. I would never want that. Right. So now what I see, um, as, as a good point to fear is something to lose because you have something to lose. Yeah. If you're striving to be a better version of yourself and get in a better place in life, it's because you have something to lose. Right. That's something that I guess people should realize too, is, Being in that realm of trying to be dominant, trying to get somewhere in life, you got to recognize that you got to be humble when you achieve that success. When you achieve some sort of success, when you make a checkpoint, you could lose it all tomorrow. It's still something that you can't 100% control. Like, this is mine. This will never go away. Not quite. And there should be some fear behind that. appreciation through it
1: yeah and i think the thing here i think this episode differs from other episodes because even though we haven't had the easiest lives you know both of us are still sort of a glass half full type of people right we're still optimists we like you know we like to have fun we like to enjoy what we're doing we like to grow and we're always we're never satisfied with not finding the answer or not being better, or or, or fin- finalizing something, right? And I say that because in this particular episode, we're talking about fears, but a lot of these things don't have a, don't really have a conclusion. They don't have like a. I was scared of this, and now I am not, and that's it. Yeah, these fears that we're talking about, I am pretty certain that I'm not gonna get over them, right? And so the next best mm-hmm. thing is to learn how to, you know actually deal with them and before doing that i think the most important thing is find out where is it coming from like what is the actual source of the fear right because i could mm-hmm. say like right like i like i mentioned to you earlier i was scared of fear failure earlier in my life but where was i coming from right it was more so coming from not wanting to disappoint my mom not wanting to you know to do this or do that right so in order to actually be able to you know there are some fa- there are some fears that you can get over but a lot of them you won't so you have to know where it's coming from so I'll go ahead and ask you I I I think I know the answer but where do you think most fears come from personally or for people in a sense because if we're Mm. able to identify the source of it right then we can actually treat it or if not then we can actually live with it Right, and not let it define us.
0: In a in a general sense, I would just say insecurities slash vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. like a like a weakness, right? Right. Uh, looking into it a little bit deeper, I'd say like traumatizing life experiences, childhood. Um. Yeah, like certain events that may just trigger that. That is kind of more specific to each person.
1: Yeah. Did I get it right? Um, let me check my notes real quick. Okay. Okay. Give me one second. Yeah, you did. Okay. You did get that right. Yeah. All right. You just yay. solved you just solved that. <laughs> you solved potentially one of the most complicated <laughs> problems out there. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and you win this new car. <laughs> and a brand new 2021
0: Toyota Prius.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, all jokes aside, it is something that yeah it could be the right answer. it could not be the right answer. you know it's very gonna it's gonna be very dependent on the person and the fear itself. So what I would yeah. suggest is like really try to dig deep and try to find the source. And I know that's not an easy thing because I think in our society, we sort of tend to look down on people who run away from failure in a sense or run away from fears mm-hmm. because here's the thing in the past, right personally. I was I wasn't failing at anything because I wasn't trying anything. And in the same sense, if you're not fearful of anything, if listening to this podcast, you're not thinking about like your own fears, your own insecurities, then I would challenge you to change your life in some way because I think if you don't have any fears, if you don't if you say no, I'm not scared of anything, I'm not insecure of anything. And I think, okay, that that may be, you know, you may be in denial, but also I think that may be true. And if it is true, I think it's because you're just not challenging yourself enough. You're not Mm -hmm. working hard enough towards something, right? Like you said, you're afraid of certain things because now we have things to lose. But if you don't have anything to lose, you're not afraid.
0: Yeah. And right before we started recording, I told you this, which is where the uh, poet comment came from. and uh and i'll go ahead and read that right now um i think it's a great thing that i came up with on the spot but i think this is really perfect to kind of describe where we're coming from to admit to fear is not to submit to fear now what does that mean it means that you acknowledge the fear on hand what you're scared of what you've been fearful of for a short time span a long time span. But just because you're acknowledging it doesn't mean you now need to be submissive to it. Then, oh, this will now forever be the limitation that I have in life because of this thing. Like, no, no, no. You're acknowledging it. That's the purpose. Because you acknowledge it, now you don't have to be limited by it. Because you're now living in the knowing, not the unknown. But if you're living in that realm of, like, unknown, you're being ignorant to it. You're allowing it to, in a form, kind of restrain you, control you but Mm -hmm. to acknowledge it is to gain control over that fear because now you have the power. Yeah. Of course, you can still make a mistake, whatever. That's besides the point. The point is not you're in control. You're setting yourself up to be in control.
1: Right. Yeah, definitely. And by setting yourself up to be in control, then you can start to, right, we're going through the stages source and then actually starting to deal with them. And I have in my notes right here, dealing with them, question mark. And I include that question mark, again, because I I personally don't think it's you just get over fears. If we're talking about simple things like, yeah, you know, being afraid of snakes, being afraid of spiders, right? My sister's afraid of, you know, spiders all the time. <laughs> I still don't <laughs> yeah. think she's over them, right? But there but there are actual, you know, things that you can do too, for example, um, stop being afraid of spiders, like increasing your expo- your exposure to the movies and, you know, maybe touching one every now and then and then, so on and so forth. right? But with things like these, right, I mean, how do you deal with, you know, a fear of not wanting to disappoint your parents or a fear of becoming a person who you used to be or, you know, a fear of, you know, being sexually assaulted if that's something that happened to you your past like how do you get over that right and and i think the answer personally is you, you don't you don't get over it but you learn to live with it and you learn right. to if you can drive pulled motivation from that specific moment or from that fear itself right because right. here's the thing you can either let it define you and you become that fear or you can try to pull energy from it right the things that we're talking about specifically me and omar that we've spoken about quite a bit about is being afraid of going back to who we used to be right Mm -hmm. but we're not letting that define us right so because of that instead of actually running away from something we're trying to run towards something in that sense you can be a lot more proactive and actually becoming a different person right if uh, we know that if we go about every single day thinking all right today i just have to not be that person who i used to be it's going to be a, you know it's going to be a, a pain in the ass like how how can you do that how can you consciously control every single one of your decisions to not be the person who you used to be because the thing is as much as we're not wanting to be that person there are certain things from that person that we want to keep there are certain things from that person that are we're great qualities that we'll want to keep. Absolutely. Right. So it's important to actually, you know, try to deal with them as best as you can. I don't think, you know, I think it'd be hypocritical of us to say, yeah, there's a solution to this. You just have to work hard and, you know, just focus on yourself and you'll get over your fears. Like, no, I don't think so. Because I generally don't think that no. for myself and, and you as well, that we'll ever get over this fear.
0: No, yeah, I mean... Leave all the solutions and bullshit to the social media influencers. Yeah. Um, that, that's living in fantasy land. We're living in the real. <laughs> you're,
1: throwing, you're throwing some major shade out there.
0: <laughs> People like to make uh, life appear like it's like a freaking rainbow or something. Like, yeah. yeah, you just get over the loop. You know, you get over the hoop. You get over the hill. And then look at that. You're at the sunshine. Like you hit the pot of gold. Life is great after that. You'll never struggle ever again. Yeah. I hate that. Because when I was younger, I used to think that that was very much what was going to happen. And as I've become older, somewhat wiser and matured, I've realized that's no, there's no possible way that's the truth. When that first uh, realization happened, I was like, oh, well, this sucks. I've been lied to this whole time. I'm like, fuck. But, you know, some people choose to abide by that fantasy like uh, lifestyle, and that's fine. It'll get them nowhere. And when they realize, they can come back to reality. But, A good way to think about it is you're an author of your book, your own biography. You have the power to write your story. You get to define your fears, not the other way around. Because if you choose not to acknowledge it, you choose not to write the book about your real life, you're letting that fear control you. You're letting the fear define you, as you were saying. Become an author. Become the one with the pen in the hand. Be the one that defines it. Describe it. Really, really look into it. Conquer that fear. Conquer that darkness. And engulf yourself in it. Understand it. Live with it. You won't really ever make it disappear. But you will learn to live your life, not according to it, but kind of uh, let it not be as significant in your life. Where if it is a traumatizing yeah. experience, you'll learn from it will take a lot of lessons from it and you'll learn how to move past it. I mean, I have so many things that have happened to me in my life that at one point or another, I used to regret because I was scared of those things. And now that I've moved past them, I no longer regret them because I understand what I was able to pull from those experiences. The knowledge, the experience to the point where now I have a platform to speak about it and I can help other people that have perhaps experienced or will experience traumatizing experiences and help them through it. And I gain power from that over my own fears, right? And I think it's it's important to tell this to people where they don't have to be living in fear. It's like if a doctor were to tell you, hey, you have really high blood pressure, you're susceptible to a heart disease or heart failure uh, because of your weight, because you're not doing enough exercise. And it's like saying, okay, well, shit, I guess I'm gonna die. And then literally just continue to eat junk food, continuing to just live in that lifestyle. Like that's what living in fear is. But to conquer your fear, to to try to conquer is to, okay, enough cookies, enough fast food, I'm gonna go on a run today. I'm gonna go start going to the gym. I'm gonna change my diet. Mm-hmm. Chances are you might still have some heart issues because, you know, it's not like the obesity never happened. It's not like the the fast food never happened. It's still going to have some sort of impact to you, but you can lessen the impact. You can change your life around.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And a little pro tip here. Personally, how Ooh. I deal with my fears, uh, for those of you out there, is through just working out, honestly. I mean, just a very real just tip. I mean, it's something that literally just you know keeps me sane. you know stress anxiety whatever it is that may be going on in life and Mm -hmm. i like to think about fears as like an open wound it really never fully closes but you can still treat it you can still do things to not allow that wound to keep growing and to potentially shrink it down and down and down and even if you fully close it up you'll still have that scar so it'll always be there but there you go you through personally through working out what i've been able to do is close those wounds and keep the scar and remember the lesson from that fear or from a specific thing and i just think the physical aspect of working out is great in the sense because it's I, the way i explained it to you is it's the simplicity of it i like that i mean m- maybe i'm personally more attracted to that because my job mm. and my life is very mental mentally heavy and mentally exhausting but when I'm at the gym like literally it's the simplest point in my life it's lift this weight and that is it right sure it's a difficult task but it's just one single task whereas at any other point during my personal day I have like a million thoughts in my mind I have to do this I have to do that I haven't done that I should do this differently I should redo this other thing whereas at the gym like okay I need to do 10 of these. That is the goal and that is the complete thing and you're only thinking about that. And that simplicity, that clear-mindedness gives you, me personally, a breather in my life and in my week and in my day specifically.
0: Yeah, I I, I like that. It's it's a sense of hope. Mm -hmm. It's what gets you through the day. Um, It is very important to acknowledge. I mean, The things that you're scared of will almost never really ever go away but you definitely learn to live with them and not necessarily have them be such a big burden on you um and it's it's difficult to talk about this because i know people will feel a certain type of way when this is you know released and they hear this and they're like oh well easy for you to say you didn't ever deal with x y and z and the point here is not to make anybody feel belittled based off of their own experiences with things that they fear or say that oh well your thing that you're scared of isn't shit like you should be scared of the shit we're scared of right that's not the case at all it's just to kind of produce uh, an example of sort in a general very general basic guideline as to how to get from being scared of something to conquering it And then moving on in life and being able to look back and say, yeah, I used to be scared of this, but I no longer am. Because the sooner you're able to do that, the sooner you'll start to shift your life around where your life will no longer revolve around this fear, where it feels like you're going in a circle around it. And it's like a constant cycle where everything you do is to avoid that thing. Um, It'll be the complete opposite. It'll almost be insignificant if you can imagine that. Yeah. And I do understand that there's people out there with very traumatizing life experiences. And you know, it's just, it's part of life. Some people are dealt a heavier card, a heavier hand, but that's life. And if you can accomplish at conquering that fear, imagine the kind of people that you'll be able to help when you found the way, when you were able to get through it and say, wow, like I actually got through this. Like, damn, I could help other people get through this too. Yeah. Where it doesn't have to be so difficult for other people.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think we're going to conclude the podcast there with the wow, as always. The wowers. Now this wow comes from one of my favorite books called Dune, D-U-N-E by Frank Herbert. Um, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you guys read it. If you're lazy and don't want to read it, there's actually a movie on it coming out. Um, that is also probably going to be pretty good. Not as good as the book, but not bad. Now, why do I feel like that was personally aimed at me? (laughs) Hey, if the shoe fits, you know, that's not my problem. (laughs) Ah, shit. You had to pull that one. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, Here is the, the quote. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past me, I will turn to see fear's path. Where the fear has gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Bam. Wow. I love that shit. So intense. (laughs) It's intense. I particularly like the the last part of it. You know, when that fear passes, it's just going to be you. As yep. it should be. That's all that remains. Just you. <laughs> Just you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, everyone. Please feel free, as Omar mentioned, to share the episode. Um, and let us know if you know some of the things we've spoken about you're also fearful about or if there are other fears out there that maybe you guys understand that we don't understand yet. I for sure know that there are fears that I have that I hide from myself. So I'm always I'm always uh, curious to, to to figure out more about myself as well.
0: Yeah, always uh, interested in seeking the deeper truth. Yep. Thanks for joining the joining the journey of life with us. And if you do have any questions or recommendations for topics you'd like to hear, you can email us at theintrinsicpodcast at gmail dot com, or follow us on Instagram at theintrinsicpodcast as well. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. Take care. Get after it. Find that
1: fear.
0: No tenga miedo.